Do you often find yourself just surviving motherhood? Do you find yourself placing your hope in the next season because this side of mundane motherhood is just too hard? We've all been there, and I'm here to tell you that there is more. And though this generation of mothers are embraced in survival mode, I'm here to tell you that you don't belong there. You may be down, but you're not out. And like the righteous man who gets up again and again, we will keep getting up until we're rising from glory to glory in our motherhood. I'm Heather Lee, and this is the Revived Motherhood Podcast. So go grab your coffee, it's probably in the microwave if you're looking for it, and come join me. Hi, Monica! Hi, Heather! Thanks so much for joining me today on Revived Motherhood. I'm so glad to have you. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm very, very excited to be here. So today we're talking about embracing motherhood, even when it doesn't look like you thought, which I'm sure I'm sure everybody can relate to in some sort of way. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So tell us about yourself. Tell us about your ministry, your passions, your life, whatever you want to share with us. Yeah. Yay. Um, so my name is Monica. Um, I am a boy mom. I have two boys. They are seven and eight. Um, I always say like I'm a single boy, ma'am, but I'm recently engaged. So (laughs) I know very recent, um, like a little over a week. Um, but yeah, my heart has always just been for women and single moms and just moms in general, just to help them like rise up from the ashes and just realize how beautiful their life is, even Mm -hmm. when it's come from chaos and the ashes and the craziness. So, um, I have a podcast that I'm recording my second season for over, it's called the Arise Podcast with Monica. Which is amazing. You need to go check it out right after this. Thank you. And yeah, so I'm just, I'm just here to inspire people and encourage people and just give a little bit of, of hope to people who, you know, are in this, in the struggle of very different reasons. So. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. If you're not following Monica on her Instagram and obviously I'm going to post all of her, all of her handles below so you can go check it out, but she is such an encouragement no matter what walk of motherhood you're on like her posts and her stories and her podcasts and her reels are seriously like a brush of fresh air and an encouragement to all moms whether you're single or married or whatever you are (laughs) thank you yeah okay so what was your expectation of motherhood and how did you learn to embrace what motherhood actually looked like for you Yeah. It's so funny because I was married. Mm -hmm. So I became, I was married and then I had my two boys and before, you know, when you're growing up and you have your dolls and all that, like you have this picture of what motherhood is going to look like. And, you know, you're in your early (laughs) twenties or however old you are and, you know, don't have children. You see other kids and, you know, they're behaving badly or (laughs) perceived as badly. And you're like, oh, my kids are never going to act like that, you know. Mm. And then you have kids and you're like, okay, this is, this is not what I thought it was going to be. It's not what I, you know, would have imagined it to be. So um, I did have two kids in um, two years. So they're a little bit less than two years apart. And it was, it was, it was beautiful and messy, Um, But it just wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I had some like postpartum anxiety with both Mm -hmm. of them. Um, 
and that I had to like navigate and work through that I just didn't hear a lot of people talking about. So I didn't know if like this is normal or, you know, whatever. And then in my story, um, I became a single mom when they were one and two. So my whole life changed. So my whole expectation of what motherhood should look like with a mother and a father in the home was then shattered. And I had to really pick up the pieces and kind of reconstruct what motherhood looked like for me specifically um, without a father in the home. And with me having, I had to put them in daycare, which I didn't think I would ever have to do. And just really embracing what it was actually going to look like instead of this, you know, fairy tale picture that I had put in my head. And so there was a lot of grieving that I had to go through, mm-hmm. um, especially in the early parts of my single motherhood of like, you know, I'm not going to be able to have them home all the time. They do have to go to a daycare or just feeling tired, like new levels of tired. I didn't know I could feel because I didn't have anybody um, helping in the house. Yeah, You didn't you know? have a husband to like lean on and, and uh, yeah. help with the load. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you picture, obviously, when you have kids. It's like you want that. You want that mother and father. And I always like would think about when they were toddlers and they'd be in the bathtub and I'd forget a towel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and they're like one and three. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I can't just leave them here unattended and go get a towel. And just like how much it was like, I wish I could be like, babe, get me the towel. But I couldn't do that. (laughs) Yeah. So it's really just like a bunch of little things that like you don't even think about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Getting them out of the car by myself, which I know a lot of moms do that. You have, you know, a working spouse or a military Mm -hmm. family and stuff like that. Um, But it's all just things that you or for me, I didn't expect to have to go through and um, just really grieving that really grieving what I thought it would look like. Yeah. And you didn't expect that to be a part of your story. Right. Not at all. Not, not at all. Yeah. And I mean, like, just for me, like, um, when I was pregnant, I just had like the, the simple expectations of what motherhood looked like for me is I was going to be like the perfect mom who didn't need a savior. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So like for me, like the whole, um, having to, like raise kid, like raise kids, and and like you said, the expectation of having kids that wait, kids, my kids throw tantrums. No, my kids don't throw tantrums. Like, yeah. I had this all envisioned in my head. Right, right. But I was going to be that perfect mom who wore the high heels and always had her makeup done, <laughs> and my children woke up to it all smiling. Good morning, my darling child. Like, yes, yes, that's what uh, I picture too, and it's just so not. Funny. And that's that's what's crazy is that it doesn't have to be something super, um, like, life-changing like it was for me. It is just, like, going into things with a certain level of expectations. You know, Mm -hmm. like, you you think, oh, my child's going to be sleeping through the night at, you know, three weeks old. And then your child is six months old and still waking up, you know? And it's like, yeah. This isn't what I thought, but Mm -hmm. all right, we're going to go ahead with it. We're going to keep going forward yeah and even like with pregnancy and postpartum like I know so many like new moms going into pregnancy and thinking like you know because it's not really talked about on Instagram like we see a Mm -hmm. lot of the beautiful maternity photos we see the beautiful birth stories but we rarely see it like we rarely uh, talk about the traumatic 
um, the traumatic birth stories or right. the stretch marks that are underneath that beautiful flowy dress in your maternity photos. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and then the, the postpartum depression that, you know, nobody talks about. And like you said, the postpartum anxiety, like I actually really believe that I had um, postpartum depression with Evelyn, but you know, that was back in 2012 and nobody yeah. talked about it. Like, I don't, I don't even think I knew what postpartum depression was back then. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I like that it's getting more, um, like, vocalized now where more moms feel comfortable to share. But, yeah, I mean, I had Seth in 2013. So it's mm-hmm. the same thing. Like, and I, and I, like, didn't even notice it until I had my second in 2013. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, man, I see a big difference this postpartum than my last postpartum mm-hmm. so just like just realizing that yeah and I think for mo- like for me mostly with Evelyn is that because my husband was working you know he was a police officer and he just started so he didn't have he wasn't able to take any leave so mm-hmm. even though I was married when we um, first had our daughter like he didn't get to take the paternity leave off like he couldn't right. get to know his daughter so it was literally me all day and all night because he had to sleep during the day so he didn't yeah. get to you know he didn't get to have that moment of getting to know his daughter because he literally had to go to work right after she was born and there was like <gasps> no pause oh. um so I think I did grieve a little bit of what I expected that to look like I imagined him being right next to me and right. you know getting to know our daughter together but instead I'm at the hospital by myself with mm-hmm. my daughter that won't stop crying right <laughs> um so yeah all the things that you think like that you expect motherhood to look like and just learning to embrace like the beauty that's before you so mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, what would be a word of encouragement to moms who struggle with comparison and not being able to let go of her expectation of what motherhood looks like instead of embracing the beauty of what's before her? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things is, which is comparison, is, you know, unfollow people that don't make you feel good on social media. Yes, 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 (laughs) yes. Preach it. (laughs) I know. I was going to say, and I know that you preach that so much and just like having you as a personal friend of mine, like reminds me of that, like of that so much because they're not trying to hurt your feelings. No, they're very well meaning. Yeah. But it's like, if this is not making me feel good, like Mm -hmm. myself included, you know, like if I, if my personal social media is not making you feel uplifted and encouraged, like Mm -hmm. that's okay. If if it's for, you know, ever for a season. Um, but, and, and, and really just focusing on what is actually in front of you and not what you would like it to be we can always hope for more right we don't just yeah. like give up and be like well my kid's a mess so I'm just gonna throw my hands up like it's not like that mm-hmm. it really is just seeing the beauty that is in front of you which is yeah. focusing on the good so mm-hmm. okay for me you know I was divorced and I'm doing this you know single parenting you know in my home without a husband, but like, okay, what is good here? What can I yeah. see in this story that is good? And it's like, you know, we had a great church and we had a great church family mm-hmm. and, you know, friendships who were really like rallying with me and praying with me and letting me cry with them. That was 
good in my motherhood and what I needed. And, and it's going to be like that for, you know, any, any expectation that you have, like maybe your child's not sleeping through the night you expected them to be like, okay, but they're, you know, they're healthy or they're very loving in the daytime or something like that. Just focusing on those little, um, those good moments. Cause I think when we focus on what we thought we wanted, that Mm -hmm. is going to get bigger and it honestly can give way into like bitterness yeah, and it's still in the beauty, like like you said, it's still in the beauty of what's in front of you, like what like what you were saying with the baby not sleeping through the night, like yeah, and I know this from personal experience because like all of my kids never slept through the night until they were well over a year old. Um, mm-hmm. I just got Lily to sleep through the night, and she's almost a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But like, you know, like you said about not being bitter, instead you could think I have this time of just me and my baby, you right. know, yeah. um, and really like relying on the Lord to give you that restfulness, which he will when you go to him for that. Right. Um, but yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah. I know like for me, when you were talking about like um, unfollowing the people that aren't life given to you on social media, me personally, I have to unfollow like, like moms that I personally don't know that don't offer any encouragement to me. Yeah. For instance, moms that just post pictures of their children's clean rooms with no stuffed animals on the bed. It looks like it came right out of a magazine. And right. Like, and like, obviously, you know, they mean well. Their houses are beautiful. Um, and I, I really don't believe they post it too um, with the intent to cause other moms to stumble. But at the same time, like I have to guard my heart because I don't want to look at this super clean childhood dream bedroom and then look at right. my children's bedroom that has like 50 stuffed animals on the bed and right. all the things and cause my heart to stumble. So it's really important to like, you know, if this person on Instagram isn't giving you life, isn't life giving to you, you know, don't unfollow them because, you know, that, you know, you don't, you think that they're horrible people, but unfollow right. them because to guard your heart. Right. And that's the thing is nobody else is going to guard your heart. Yeah. Like that's we, your responsibility. Yeah. Like it is in, in very many different aspects of life. Like we are the gatekeeper of our heart. Like we mm-hmm. have to be, we're the ones who are guarding it. Um, and yeah, if it, if, if, you know, you're noticing like bitterness is overflowing from it, then it is time to kind of look, okay, what am I allowing in? What are the attitudes and the spirits that I'm allowing in to make me feel this way? And, and I don't think it's bad. I think, you know, I've talked to women who've, you know, suffered miscarriages and they've been like, yeah, I can't follow so-and-so or even personal friends. Like I can't talk to them about their pregnancy because it's, I'm still grieving and yeah. it, it's, it's nothing to be ashamed of to grieve like mm-hmm. like you know in the bible it says like Jesus wept you know mm-hmm. like yeah it's okay to grieve we don't stay there and you know I was single for six years um but I didn't stay in that grief you mm-hmm. know there may have been waves of it or whatever or there's a grieving of like what I thought it would look like what I thought my life would look like what I had dreamed and hoped it would be um, and I had to grieve that, but we definitely don't stay there. We can take it to the Holy Spirit and talk to him about it. And the great thing about it is like, he gives us new dreams, yes. you know, like yeah. we can give that and be like, this is what I thought my life would look like. Like for me personally, in my story, when I first separated from my husband, I thought I was going to, well, you know, like I thought I was going <laughs> to get back with him. Like I thought that 
God was going to restore my marriage and it was going to be this miraculous thing that everyone was going to see and everyone was going to see the power of God through my restored marriage. Mm. And that didn't happen. But now six years later, I do feel like I'm walking into a restoration season, you know, but I I had to give that to the Lord and be like, these are my expectations of what I thought my life was. I'm laying it at your feet and I'm exchanging it for what you have for me. And that goes along with, you know, motherhood and different parts of our lives, our jobs, you know, like what we, our dreams, our visions, our callings in life, that can all change. I would have never dreamed that I'd be ministering to single moms, like ever. I didn't even like, honestly, I didn't even think about single moms really, but through my pain birthed, you know, these opportunities to minister to, to, to women. So yeah, something beautiful and really a story like better than you could ask, think of, imagine, like, Mm -hmm. or imagine. Yes. It's been so exciting just to watch you like, like watch you at a place of just like intense grieving to where you are today and how you're able to like process grief and stuff like that and not be ashamed of grieving. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I love reading the book of uh, Psalms and I'm just like, David was like the most unstable person and he was God's favorite. So (laughs) I'm just like one moment he's like dancing before the Lord. The next moment he's in despair. Like, God, why have you forsaken me? Like, Exactly. That just goes to show you that the Lord loves it when we're vulnerable. Like, because he can't, he can't minister to the heart that has it all together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's so good. I think we could learn a lot from David, even as moms. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Yeah. So we are going to end this with some rapid questions so that everybody could get to know you better. Um, So what are you loving right now? It is not limited. So you could talk about all the things you're loving. I know. I'm going to sound so ridiculous. So number one thing I'm loving is my engagement ring. What, 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 what? I know. It's so pretty. I know. I love it so much. He did such a good job. And I literally look at it like all day and just want to cry. I showed that. Did I tell you I showed the ring to my husband? He was like, (laughs) great job. (laughs) I love that so much. Yeah, it's been six years in the making and so many prayers and tears. And I just, it just, you know, it just, I mean, obviously it represents a lot, but it just represents so many promises and prayers fulfilled. Um, But on a totally different note, also what I'm loving, this is not a sponsored podcast, but (laughs) I am recently recently (laughs) obsessed with Sonic Water. Sonic water? Yeah, but like you put, I know it's weird. You put like um peach and raspberry in it. So it's like oh, a flavored okay. water, but it's like a dollar twenty for like a big huge one. And I'm really, really bad at drinking water, but it's like really delicious. Isn't that I, like that's, a TikTok thing? Yes. They I thought like, I saw that. Yeah, they have them on TikTok. They're like, here's here's drink this sonic water, and it's like you know, it's like five calories or something. So, you know, it feels healthy too, but it's delicious. And it's only a dollar twenty. So that's really not bad. Yeah. And it's huge. So that's, those, awesome. that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm loving right now. Two that's very a, different things. I'll have to go try that. We have like a Sonics like that's like 30 minutes away. So we don't go often, but when oh, we're gosh. down in that area. Yeah. It's worth it. Oh, sounds really cool. Sounds really cool. Okay. So the next question is, what's your go-to coffee? Okay. 
So when I'm at my house, I drink just regular coffee mm-hmm. and I put cinnamon like in the coffee grounds. Mm. Yeah. And then I always have um, like a Simply, I think it's called Simply Bliss Vanilla Creamer. Okay. That's like my go-to. But when I'm out and about, I usually get like a vanilla lavender latte with oat milk. Ooh. Are they iced or hot? Um, they're usually hot, but it's summer, so it'll be ice now. Yeah, see, that's how I'm a seasonal coffee drinker. When As soon as it's spring, my coffee goes to ice, and then it goes back to hot in, like, October. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's it's ice right now. And I get, like, overly obsessed with iced chais. Oh, yes. So I, like, I need, like, all the iced chais, like, all summer long. But I'm trying to not be crazy this summer. I'm like, okay, I got to get married. So let's not drink (laughs) 15 iced chais because I definitely could. Do you make your iced chais or do you buy them? I Yeah, I make them. I've been buying, like, the concentrate and then I usually get oat milk and do that. But last year I made it with, like, the chai tea bags. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I brewed the tea and oh. added the milk. Yeah, and it was really good. It was still that really good. It sounds delicious and creamy. It yeah, sounds it creamy was. and delicious. So where is your favorite place to buy coffee? Um. Well, we just recently got a Dutch Bros here in the Midwest, So, which oh. is like a West Coast thing. Uh-huh. So um, that's amazing, and I'm really excited about that. But I usually just go to, like, some local coffee shops. Oh, I love local coffee shops. I know. And a lot of my local coffee shops actually have a drive-thru, which what? is really nice. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to try not to be jealous of that. <laughs> I know. Because usually I would just go to Starbucks because, you know, hauling kids out of the car and all yeah. that. Yeah. Like, I don't have time for that. But, yeah, a lot of a lot of my local ones will have a drive-thru, which is just phenomenal. See, all of my local coffee shops, well, for one, they're not local. Um, <laughs> but all of my coffee shops that I would love to go to every day, like it's not only, it not, it not only doesn't have a drive through it's in, on a street that requires parallel parking. Oh, no. Yeah. Parallel park? I, well, I've, I've learned to because I want to go to a local coffee shop. Yeah, I cannot parallel park and I will park like blocks away. Yeah, so I, bad. I parallel park because I like the coffee shop. So I'm not only driving 40 minutes away, but I'm also parallel, parallel parking so that I can yeah. experience that local oh coffee shop feeling. That's, that's fantastic. I hate parallel. I don't even like parallel parking with other people. My fiance (laughs) will parallel park when we go out to dinner and I'm just like, oh, I'm like squirming. It's so nerve wracking. (laughs) Especially with my kids are like, mom, you're getting too close to the car. You're getting too close to the side of the road. I'm like, oh my goodness, there's a car coming. Yeah. Does your car beep? Will it beep when you it get too does. close? Thankfully, I have a, okay. a bougie Dodge. So if you get too That's close good. to anything, it like beeps at you. So yeah. That's and good. it also has That's the good. backup mirror. I wouldn't even attempt it without the backup mirror. Oh, like the yeah. backup camera. Yes. Yeah. That has it. saved yeah. my life many times. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, ke- I keep telling my husband, I was like, babe, I was like, we need to start a coffee shop that has an indoor play place. Yes. We like, have we need to do that here. Do yeah, you really? Yeah, we have okay. at least two here in the where I live in Missouri. Yeah, I think I think we might need to move. Oh yeah, I think we need to move. Yeah. Like priorities, like mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I need to move where there's a coffee shop play place so I can sit when my kids play. That's like a homeschooling mom's dream right there. Yes, yes, awesome. Okay, so the last question is: 
what are you reading? And it's not limited. So if you're reading more than one book, feel free to share. Yeah. So I'm reading this book that I don't have in front of me. So I don't know who wrote it, but it's called Marriage on the Rocks. Okay. I will Uh, post it in the link too. So you can send it to me and I could also post it in the show notes. Yeah. So my fiance got that for us to read together. um, And it'll be part of like our premarital stuff. Oh, Um, fun. I know. I'm so excited. And then I just finished um ooh, I just dropped something. I just <laughs> finished uh Seth Dahl. I read his book again. It's Raising Supernatural Kids. Oh, I have that book. Yeah, I just I read it twice now. So it's really, really good. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. And I think that's it. But I always have like just books like various all over (laughs) yeah I think I have like 20 books that I'm currently reading right now yeah so I know I'm like oh man I need to read this and then like my boys like play therapist was like oh you need to read this book it's like the whole brain child I was like listen I've heard can't add any more books I was like I have to read I have to read all of my books and then you can buy more books I know that I keep buying books and I'm not even opening them so I need to stop and I think the hardest one for me, too, is that if I buy a book and I actually do finish it and it's so good, like, I want to start reading it again. Yeah, that's not – I've read Seth's book twice. And I'm yeah. like, there's books I haven't read, but I'm like, I'll just read this one again. Yeah, there's this book <laughs> that I've read, like, I want to say three times so far, and it's called The Sacred Journey. Have you heard of it? Yes, I have heard of it. I forget that Brian Simmons, is that it? I'm pretty sure that he's the author of the Passion Transition Translation. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. I've read it like three times. It is like one of those books that's on the list of books that change your life for the best. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It was so good. So good. Yeah, I'll have to put that on my list. Yes. Oh, I have a whole bunch of books that you could put on your list. <laughs> I love it. Oh man. Well, thanks for joining me, Monica. It was so nice having you here. We've been on for almost 30 minutes. So a yeah. good a good lengthy podcast episode we have here normally my podcast episodes are like 12 minutes <laughs> well, yay yay so thanks for joining me um where can my listeners uh, find you yeah so i'm on instagram it is it's monica xxoo and then you can check out my podcast it's called the arise podcast with monica everywhere you listen to podcasts And where can they go if they want to look at your beautiful photography? Yeah. So I am a photographer too. They can go to xo.arisephotography on Instagram. Awesome. And I will put those in the show notes below and also on my Instagram. So if you're not following me on Instagram, you can head on over there right now. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for joining me, Monica. I am so happy and honored to have you here. I just know everyone who listens will be very encouraged and like touched by your message. Aw, thank you, Heather, for having me. Aw, I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me today, friends. If you would love to connect with me on Instagram, I'd love to have you. You can go follow me at Revived Motherhood. We have a fun community over there, and you can find daily motherhood encouragement. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't and share with your friends. And if you haven't yet, please leave a review. It would mean so much to me, and it would also help this podcast get in the hands of other moms who might need encouragement. I hope you guys are having a wonderful week. Love you guys. Bye.